everyone. Welcome to another edition of our leadership series. And I am with Kathleen Listen today. This leadership series is all about, look, you've seen her name on the standard of care for lipedema in the United States. You've watched her TikTok videos and her Instagram feed. You know that she is a go-to authority in the world of lymphedema therapy. But who is she and how did she get where she is today and what's her vision for the future? That's what we're going to find out. So thank you for being here today, Kathleen. Thank you. And you forgot that I am also a cartoon superhero in the annual calendar. I will have to insert the photo. So every year, I, Lympha Press does a calendar. And this year, this past year, well, we, we started working on it early in 2022, but the 2023 calendar featured superheroes. So we had a Lympha League mm -hmm. and everybody that we had done webinars with graciously agreed to let us cartoonize them. So you are immortalized yes. and a, a calendar superhero as well as all the other things that you are. But tell us your background, Kathleen. Yeah, well, I wasn't just born a lymphedema pinup girl. <laughs> um, so actually, I came here. This is my second career. Uh, so my first career was in politics. I worked for the New York State Legislature. And my husband actually uh, moved us from New York to San Diego with his job. So at that point, I, um, I wanted a career change. And I had found, uh, for my 40th birthday, we climbed Mount Kilimanjaro. And to prepare, yes, to prepare for climbing Mount Kilimanjaro as like a middle-aged person, you can't just like wake up one day and decide to climb it. So I was out in the forest um, and the Adirondacks like every weekend for six months. And what I really found helped me was regular massage. Um, so that brought me to uh, massage school. And then when I got to massage school here in San Diego, um, I discovered that there was a type of massage called oncology massage. And this was just, it's this white one and the theme in the interview, kind of the theme of my career is always like, let one thing change you, be open to let the universe show you one thing that can change you. And it was just such a revelation because my mother had been diagnosed with breast cancer when I was nine and seeing her go through cancer treatment, I was too young to help her. But as an adult coming to this massage school and saying, not only is, you know, like back in the eighties, it was like, don't lift more than five pounds, like don't exercise and definitely don't get like massages were not encouraged. And not only now aren't they're encouraged, like they're, you're able to get a massage if you have a cancer history, but it's actually encouraged because there's so many studies where massage helps to reduce the side effects of cancer treatment. So it makes you more able to finish your cancer treatment, which is the most important thing for your um, ongoing health is to be able to go ahead and finish your full course of cancer treatment. So my, I was lit on fire. I was begging my, you know, the instructor to like, let me sit in on the class before I even got my certificate, my certification as a massage therapist. And she said, we can't let you actually massage people with cancer until you're a massage therapist. But she was willing to help teach me because my hair was on fire to learn more about oncology massage, learn everything that I could. And so it was 
in that class that I learned, there's a type of other massage, which they're not teaching, which is called manual lymphatic drainage, which is good for a disease called lymphedema, which is a side effect of cancer treatment. So I said, I can't just like massage most of the person, but not massage the part that has lymphedema. So I went back and got my MLD certification and then went back again into the classroom and got my certification as a CLT. So I'm a certified lymphedema therapist and all because this passion, and we talked about it. I'm a member of a uh, cancer survivor support group that we do meditation um, interventions. Um, and me and another uh, person in the group, were talking about the concept of like alchemy, turning lead into gold. So this is, I was like, this is great. Cause it's like my career. I, I had this lump of lead which is my parents' diagnosis, my parents' death from cancer. And I'm turning that around into gold, letting that work through my life to help other people who are in cancer survivorship, especially if they have lymphedema. Right then and there is exactly why I wanted to do this series because I never knew that backstory. Yeah. And it informs who you are and why you are and how you operate and navigate in this world. And it is unique. Kathleen, you really bring something unique. But I have to say, politics to you are, did you always have a propensity or understanding of scientific things or medical things? Because, man, you talk in language that everybody can understand. And yet, it's way deep. Yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah. So my mother was a neurosurgical charge nurse in the 1960s in Boston. So it's a, the funny thing is like, I learned Latin, like not, I was too late as a Roman Catholic to learn Latin for the mass. But my mother would have this game at night where she would touch my bones and tell me the names of my bones. Um, and, and just like, we were all, and this is way off topic, but like the birds and the bees was like, there was a diagram and I knew the proper Latin names for all of my sexual organs, because it was always like very matter of fact. And then this is what your body is and own your body. There are no secrets. There's no dirty parts like your body. And the, this is what's going to happen your body as it grows up. Um, so it was very, yeah, I was definitely raised in a medical household. Um, and for the, the law, uh, for being in politics, what I really liked about the politics is I got to uh, travel around the state of New York and help uh, the assemblymen do task forces. So it was, I was really connecting the people with their elected representatives and helping them have their voice. And I think at, in my role in all I do in this career, it's a different group of people, especially people with lipedema, people who often have no voice and helping them find their voice and find the resources that they need. So we know the progression and how you got into massage and mm -hmm. then manual lymph drainage, lymphedema therapy. You're a prolific author as well. And also a renowned expert on what happens after plastic surgery. So how did that happen? Yeah. And it's this, it's this really interesting. If you're open every day to learn something new, you'll let that one client that comes in make a difference in your career. And that was what it was. Um, there was a lady who 
for the the lipedema, it was there was a lady and she had her surgery with Dr. Amron in Beverly Hills, but she was originally from San Diego. So she wanted to go down to San Diego to recuperate. So she found me on the internet and she called me and said, Hey, can you help? You know, it's liposuction, but it's for this disease called lipedema. And I was like, sure, I'll, you know, I'll help you. I was doing a lot of post-plastic surgery, liposuction. And I, in my naivete, which I think a lot of us have naivete, and this was way before that pandemic too. So it was even, it was several years ago. I thought, oh, like lipedema, I learned a little bit about it, my CLT class, but I'm sure there's some information out there on the internet. So my, from my college, from massage college, we always gave someone the massage and then we like gave them information, gave them an idea, some homework to do to like help keep them healthy. So I was like, I'll just pray not, I'll find something, you know, on some medical website about lipedema and how you recover from liposuction, print it off really quick and then be able to give it to her and be like, here's your massage. And like, here's some helpful tips that are widely known on the internet for this disease that everyone knows about lipedema. Well, I found like the goose egg online, absolutely nothing. And that um, I let that get, put the fire into me to make the lipedema treatment guide. I looked everything, a uh, survey of the literature. I read all the literature and standards of care from different countries and tried to figure out what I would do if um, a client was able to sit with me for an hour and say like, how should I really from soup to nuts live my life with this disease? Like I cannot cure it. I'm not your doctor, but how is, is what kind of exercise and what kind of like mindfulness and uh, how just even the soups and nuts, like when I'm getting too weak to get in and out of the car, are there things that can help me to get in and out of the car to have, well, like, what is the hint when I have to do air travel? Like, what are these tips? And I tried to put them all together in the lipedema treatment guide to give the resource to my fellow clients further down the line with lipedema that I just couldn't find online for my very first client. And the lipedema population says, thank you Yeah, for yeah. caring. And you know, they get the people I work with and I'm privileged to work with. They get so excited when they know people care enough to dig in yeah, and, and to pursue it and research it and try to pull those threads to get to what's really going on here. And so I say, thank you from my lipedema friends. Absolutely. So I've been interviewing a lot of people who are affiliated with organizations like the AVLS and the NLN and LANA or have practices and I always ask the question, what is your mission or your core values? Mm -hmm. How would you answer that? My number one core value, which is really, it keeps me from getting burnt out is curiosity. I always, I have questions and I want to know the answers and I am brave enough, or as like Karen Ashford says, like, you really have chutzpah. Like, I'm just brave enough. I will go ahead and email the person that I need to email to ask the question that I want an answer to. And if I want to gather everybody together to see what their input is, to give a resource to the community, I will absolutely do that. So curiosity has really led me. And like, I read journal articles. Because I want to be, when I walk into my 
therapy session with my client, I want to know the answer to their questions, whatever questions they have. And then once you get the answer to the first few questions, all these other questions um, come up. And that's actually why a lot of people are like, oh, Kathleen, like, I just don't know. Like, how are you so active on social media? It's because I wake up every day expecting to learn something new. And I have in my head when that when I hear a question that I haven't answered before on social media, I'll be like, and I verbally tell the clients now, like I should make a TikTok about that. And then we talk more about like what we really are going to learn when we hear the answer to that question and why that question really needs an answer for somebody. And then I go ahead and make the TikTok and make the social media because if my client is asking that question, thousands of people are asking that question and everybody deserves to know the answer. And not many people in your field are doing TikTok. So yes, a big, good for you for that too. So we have two basic audiences here. We have Mm -hmm. patients and we have clinicians. What do patients need to know about your work, but also in general, they're seeking help. What would you advise them? Um, so if you're going to come to me, I'm going to be curious. I'm going to ask questions. Um, I am going to be, I'm a team player with your medical care team. So you are at the center of your medical care team. You're the one as the patient who is calling the shots. We are here to help you. So there's no paternalistic, like you should do this. I'm the expert. You have to just like lie there and like, you know, what your doctor says is true. And you can't, I don't know if you can find a client with lipedema that <laughs> is willing to just be like, oh, okay, someone else told me because they've been gaslit their whole life. They're having to get their own research and come to their own conclusions. So the, today's client, today's patient is the people who come into my office are, they are in charge of their own healthcare and they're looking for answers and they want expertise. So I'm an expert in my scope of practice in my area, and I look forward to working hand in hand with the other experts on your team. And together, we're going to get you all the resources that you need to be in the best health that you can. Knowing that they will not be gaslit is so important. So excellent. Now, that team of experts, we know you're very connected in the community of clinicians, So what do clinicians need to know about you and also in general? Yeah, um, I'm a colleague. I'm always open. Um, I'm most, you can email me. Um, A lot of people contact me over Instagram. Um, I'm very, again, very respectful with the care team. So if we need to refer someone back to their surgeon for a question or their primary care physician with a question, that's where we'll go. And I absolutely love, uh, like my colleague, Karen Ashforth, like we're just, we're experimenters and we're like, love to read the research. So I have people like share research with me and I I love reading it. Um, For better, for worse, I've managed to stay married for 10 years and my husband may wake up and I may be on the computer on PubMed, <laughs> like click clack. And my husband may go to sleep and one of us may be on the computer on PubMed. But that's how, that's how I think all of us, if you have the passion, it doesn't, it's not just nine to five. 
Yeah. You're doing what you were born to do. You love it. It shines through every, everything that you're saying here. So with that, when you think of your favorite story, your favorite success story, one that really lights you up, share it with us today. Yeah, I thought about that. I really like that question. And it's great that we answered it right after I'm talking to clinicians, because it's actually one that I think uh, will make clinicians smile. And that is, um, I like taking what we learned in the CLT class with the foams, with the textured foams, and what we're learning in uh, that the conferences that we have and applying it to plastic surgery clients. Um, So what it was before the pandemic, I was seeing clients who were getting abdominal liposuction, and that can be for uh, fat transfer. They can throw the fat away, and it's just liposuction. It can be fat transfer to the breast after mastectomy. It can be the BBL, which is fat transfer to the butt. You can get fat transfer to anything. You can get fat transfer to an area of radiation, um, and the fat actually helps to improve the area of radiation. So there's the, there's many reasons why your surgeon can do liposuction. But what I was finding when I was seeing cosmetic liposuction is that they can't liposuction right near the navel. You know, they can get close to that, but it's a scar and you can't really liposuction extremely close. So the clients were coming out and they were frustrated because they were just a little bit puffy around the navel and it wasn't a hernia or anything, but they want a nice flat stomach. So I said, you know, what would be interesting is to try like a complex oval foam and put it over that area underneath their compression. And we, they were finding, they were like coming in the next week and great. All this swelling is gone because we use this tool from the lymphedema world to bring over into the plastic surgery world. So the beauty of this story, the reason why I really love this story is I wasn't the only one that was seeing it. The plastic surgeon was also seeing it. And I am so honored to get referrals from plastic surgeons who not only are they good at their craft, but they respect that I'm good at my craft. The first time that I had a new client come in and they already had an oval foam on, I said, you know what, like my little technique has like jumped over the fence and now it is being used on all clients even before they come and see me. So to be able to, I think a clinician will know like that's an important thing, like just like the lipedema, the standard of care for lipedema in the United States, putting something out and having someone else see the value in it and take it and run with it and that you can actually change how um, people are recovering for the better is like, it's an, it's an amazing feeling to have. I was just talking to Alexa Ercolano, who is now the marketing head for Lympha Press. And we were grappling with what do we call this series? And I kept saying, I feel like I want to call it the legacy series, because these are people whose work is going to last long after them. They are leaving a legacy, uh, but we didn't want to be so forward thinking that we're not talking about the right now. So we decided on the leadership series, but what you're just talking about there is all about legacy and you're helping to forge a path for many that will come after you. So what about the future? What's on your wish list for the future? In 2023, I'm going to go off in a few different directions. I'm always publishing a book because I'm always going to publish a book. 
Um, I'm also working on an exciting project that I want to uh, not reveal the details of just yet, but you'll definitely see it this spring. And what I am doing with this project is leveraging the uh, platform that I have now. And I'm so fortunate to all the work that I've done has given me a fair amount of um, kind of people know me. Um, so once you can just like bask in that, or you can say, I need to like flip that and leverage it and put together a resource that everyone can benefit from because people will work together with me on a project if they know that I'm the person that's doing the project. So I really want to um, kind of use that and leverage some of the goodwill that I've built to really give out a resource, which, which I think is going to be very valuable to everyone. All right. So we're going to stay tuned. And then Thank when you're you. able to give us the full details. Yeah perhaps you will come back and join us yeah. or we can even do a webinar about it because Absolutely. we love supporting people that are not just technically helping, but from their heart helping. Yeah. And that's, I think, why we connect because we genuinely care about helping people. So that's wonderful. So what would be your one takeaway from this interview, what would you want people to leave with after listening to you talk today? Yeah, I hope you're inspired. Um, I kind of talked a little bit about like, not just um, the lipidema treatment guide, but the plastic surgery recovery handbook is another book. I wrote it because people were having questions and I wanted to answer their questions so that they could just relax and enjoy their treatment instead of like having to like memorize everything that I say. Um, and then another, my latest book, The Mindful Strategies uh, for Adult Clients with Adverse Childhood Experiences, that was because I listened to one client that had lipedema and her talking about how she thought that there was an interaction between her lipedema and the childhood trauma she had and for all of that, I would say you are not going to go wrong as a clinician if you focus on what your clients are asking you and telling you and let that be the fuel for taking your career and passion forward. You are an amazing listener and then an amazing take actioner. Take action. There's a better way of putting it. And I think I'm going to entitle this interview something with the word alchemist in there, because I love that story. Kathleen, listen, thank you so much. When people want to get a hold of you, I know people after hearing this are going to say, Hey, I want to contact her. How can I visit with her? How can I seek out her services? How do people find you? Yep. You just jump on Instagram and um, it's my name, which is right here. Kathleen, listen at Kathleen, listen is my Instagram. That's also my TikTok. And Good. I guess if you're on Twitter, that's also my Twitter. So yeah, you can find me on social media. Um, and I also do lymphedema therapy here in San Diego and lipedema after liposuction and then uh, cosmetic liposuction with your plastic surgeon's referral. And we are now neighbors. Yes. Yep. So I'm, so, I, you know, for months, I think anybody who's watched anything on Lymphopress knows Brenda has been wanting to move to San Diego and here she finally is and interviewing you from the very same city practically and looking forward to getting to know you better. And thank you for your time today. You're welcome.
And thank you for tuning in to this edition of the Leadership Series. Oh boy, this is a good one. If you have an idea for someone else that should be in the spotlight, whose backstory you think is important, send us their information, bviola at lymphopress.com. We'd be honored to interview them as well. And thank you for tuning in. Have a great day, everyone. Have a great day, Kathleen. Bye. Bye.